Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode. When she needs space from the relationship, three steps to win her back. So a lot of times I work with guys who are hearing this from their wife. Oh, I just need space. Need you to give me space. And they don't really know what that means or what to do about it. So we're going to talk about that today. So first I wanted to do a featured review. So this was on the, the podcast. Thank you so much for, for putting this review in. This is what helps the podcast grow and uh, get out to more people. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, definitely, you know, leave a comment, share this with somebody else. Um, but here's the the review. Frustrated with my inability to understand myself, I wanted to help to become more of a man in my marriage. Awesome. Dr. Fraser speaks from education and experience. His thoughtful explanation of many of my problems helped me see my faults and shortcomings and allowed me to leave my anger resentment cycle and stand up like a man and lead. Amazing. Love reading this. I realized I can only change myself and not the world. In doing so, I have changed my world. Exactly, guys. This is what it's about. Subscribe and improve. Listen so you can stop being angry. <laughs> Love it. So this is by uh, RHKP Shaner. So thank you so much for leaving that review. Really, like this is why I do this work. I love seeing you guys to have these improvements and really change your your lives. It's amazing to see. So coming back to this idea of, you know, your wife says, I want some space. So what a lot of guys will do is what they'll think is that she needs space from you altogether. Like you just need to not be in her life at all. Okay. So, you know, they'll do what, if you're looking online, you'll probably hear about something called a no contact rule. So basically just say, okay, well, I'm not going to reach out at all, period. Right. So, this is a bad idea. We'll get into why in a second, but this is what a lot of guys will do, right? Uh, I'm watching a show called Ted Lasso on uh, Apple TV right now. Great show. You know, he, his wife said this to him and he moved to a totally different country, right? (laughs) Saying that, you know, I'm going to put 4,000 miles of space between us. Um, So then these guys are surprised when their wife says stuff like, Hey, it doesn't seem like you're really trying, or it doesn't seem like you really want this marriage to work. Or sometimes, you know, if their wife's already involved with another guy or interested in another guy, if they're, you know, if you as her husband just like stops communicating with her, that can, you know, start or intensify a relationship with another guy for her, right? Okay, well, this guy's gone. You know, I want somebody that keeps me company that, you know, cares about me. So they start looking for someone that will do that. Okay. So absence, it does make the heart grow fonder, but not when your wife told you to get away from her. (laughs) Okay. So it's kind of counterintuitive, but you do still need to be making some contact. You do still need to be there, but in a way that is not problematic. Okay. Because what she really needs space from is not just you altogether. It's certain things. It's one of behaviors. So as a high achieving man, you probably are falling into this, even if you don't see it. And hopefully today you'll be able to see how you are maybe doing that more than you think you are. Okay. She needs space from needy behaviors and she needs space from pressure from you 
for her to act in a certain way. She needs to not feel like, you know, pressured into staying in the marriage or, you know, having more sex with you, whatever it is. So high achieving men, they usually do one or more of these and often all three. So guys, that's what she needs space from. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is how to stop doing those things. (laughs) So that when you do interact with her, okay, you're not engaging in these behaviors that she needs space from. Okay. When you're communicating with her, you keep it cordial. You keep it uh, friendly. You know, you keep it in a way that is attractive and, and good and not these things, not one up, not needy and not pressuring. Okay. So one up behaviors as a high achieving man. Again, you're probably doing these behaviors often, even if you don't see it. So we're going to look at a few places where you might be doing it. So one is in money. Okay. As a high achieving man, maybe you're the primary breadwinner for the house. Okay. And that's fine. You know, that's, that's good. That's not a problem. But as far as one up behaviors go, what you might be doing is something like, you know, like giving your wife money, but kind of doing it in a way that's like, yeah, you know, this is mine and and I'm giving it to you. And I'm kind of Superman for, for paying for all these things for you. That's kind of your thought process is like, yeah, I'm doing this. And you might kind of try to trick yourself. You're kind of like, no, I'm just doing it because I, I want to do this for her. But really what you want is to seem like kind of the, the hero, right? To seem kind of like, you know, your wife needs you that she, you know, couldn't afford these things without you. That's kind of like the underlying message. So you got to be watch out for it. Another way is kind of being superior saying, well, I know how to invest this and you don't, or, you know, you want to spend all the money. You're not responsible with your money. And I am. Okay. So, you know, just think, even if you're not necessarily saying these things, if you believe them, they're coming across. Okay. Whether you think they are or not, they are coming across. So if you think that way, yeah, I make the money and that's, you know, And so I'm better with money or I handle money better. And I, you know, I give my wife money and she, she needs that for me. Right. Or, you know, the way she spends it, it's not responsible. Okay. So just notice if you're doing that. Now there is the other side of that, which is, you know, if she really is being irresponsible or she really doesn't know much about it, you know, it's not to say that, you know, you have to pretend like she knows more than she does or that, what she's doing is not a problem when it is, but it's just noticing, huh, you know, am I, you know, buying these big gifts and trying to kind of show her that, you know, I'm providing this way and trying to look a certain way. Um, another way you can tell if you're doing this is if, you know, if you do these things and you kind of hope that somebody else sees it, like somebody else sees all this nice stuff you're doing for your wife, or if you're like, you know, I did this, I did this nice thing for you. I bought you this nice thing. You know, somebody else would appreciate that, but you don't. Okay. That's kind of your clue that you're in this one up behavior. Okay. With sex, a one up behavior here might be, you know, thinking that you are, you know, more sexually, um, pure, right? If your wife had an affair, for example, like you're saying like, Oh no, I like, I'm true to it, or I'm true to my religious beliefs about sex. And maybe my wife is not as much or the way that she teaches our kids about it. And, uh, but I, I hold myself to a higher standard there. Or you might say things like, well, I'm, you know, more 
understanding of my sexuality and you're not, you know, you can't enjoy it as much as I can. So I'm, you know, I'm better than you in that. Okay. With in-laws, you know, it might be, you know, my in-laws care more about us than your parents or my parents care more about us than your parents do. Or, you know, we're spending so much time there and that's, that's not fair. Or you're too dependent on your parents and I'm not, so I'm better. With parenting, okay, the way I parent is better than the way you parent. Okay, the way that you're being too permissive with them or you're being too strict with them, where I'm being more caring and loving. Okay, I'm teaching them responsibility and you're not. Again, just as a high achieving man, you're probably smart. You know, you're probably, you know, driven. You're probably able to accomplish things. And so it's very easy to fall into this this line of thinking that the way I think is better than the way my wife thinks. Okay. With religion. Okay. The way that I believe it's better than what you believe. It's more, uh, logical. It's more, um, in tune. It's more, um, you know, whatever with, uh, in the LDS faith, this happens a lot or it can happen where if let's say that, it, you know, and this happened to me where my wife started having questions about our faith. And I really felt like I was, better than her because I didn't have those questions. Okay, that's a problem. And I didn't think it was, but it is because what I'm showing her is my thinking that basically I'm better than her. Okay, the way I think is better. The way I'm behaving is better okay, with housework. Okay. I'm doing more than you or, well, yeah, you should, you should be doing the housework. I don't need to help because I, you know, make the money. So I'm above it or you know, I'm doing much more than you. Okay. Even though I don't really need to, again, a a clue here is if you really enjoy it, when somebody besides your wife says, Oh, wow, you know, look how much, look how much he does. Look how much he takes care of things around the house. Wow. You know, he's doing so much. Okay. That's a good clue that you're in this one up mode, right? That you need to be seen as, you know, this Superman, this hero. Okay. All of this. With books or education, yeah, I read more than her. I know more than her. You know, I got more, uh, uh, my degrees more advanced than her. So therefore, my opinions carry more weight. They're more valuable than hers. Okay. Again, this kind of works in the professional world. And <clears throat> and so a lot of times we carry it into our marriage and it just does not work. Okay. The thing is, you know, believing that you're better than your wife, right? Like I make more money, you know, I'm more advanced this way. I'm, I'm more uh, emotionally mature. I don't get as emotional as you, you know, that kind of thing. It can be kind of attractive to her at first, right? Because you're kind of saying, well, look, look at me, like I'm up here. And, you know, if you marry me or you're marrying up, right? If you kind of think that your wife married up, that she, you know, was lucky to get you. Okay. Another good clue that you're in this one up thinking. Um, but eventually, right. She gets tired of that. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't like feeling this sense of you feeling superior to her, that you know better, that you, you know, you're more advanced than her. Okay. Eventually she gets tired of it. She doesn't want to prove herself to you. She doesn't want to feel put down all the time. And the way that she'll start kind of getting back at you sometimes, right. Is by refusing sex, right. Saying, okay, you think you're better than me all the time? Well, you know, I don't want to be with someone like that sexually. 
Okay. Or maybe overspending. Okay. You think I'm not responsible? Watch how much I can be irresponsible <laughs> or, and eventually asking for a separation or a divorce, right? Because she just can't take that anymore. So this is what she needs space from. She needs space from you being one up. So here's how to stop it. First of all, you have to recognize them. You have to recognize how often this is happening. Hopefully as you listen through that, you know, you can really notice how often you're doing that. And hopefully it kind of caught you and you said, wow, you know, I am doing that a lot. So you recognize them, you apologize to write for them. I'm sorry. Like I have been seeing you as below me. That's not appropriate. Okay. Of course, you're not going to like that. And you get feedback from your wife and other people because this is probably happening in other places too. You know, with friends and stuff, you may be sort of indirectly showing them how you're more successful or, you know, making more money. Maybe you're paying for stuff all the time to kind of show like, Hey, you know, I'm doing better than you. Okay, guys, I used to do all of this stuff. <laughs> so, so I can speak to it uh, very, very easily. So not that I don't still do it sometimes, right? Like I have to get that feedback from people around me uh, when I do start slipping in that. I try to catch myself for sure, but sometimes other people can see it more clearly. Okay. So you get feedback. The other big thing is you get a more solid sense of self that's not based on comparison to others. All of this, guys, it's driven by, you know, needing to feel superior so you can feel good about yourself, needing to put someone down so you can feel up. Okay. It's common. Okay. A lot of us think this way. We're brought up that way in society for the most part. But if we can get a sense of self that's not based on that, that's based on being a son of God, just like all of us are sons and daughters of God, that we have inherent value, we can base our worth on the, uh, you know, using our gifts to bless the people around us, right? You know, that feels good. So starting to value your wife's opinion equally to your own, saying, hey, she has reasons that she thinks her way, so do I. Let's really let me understand them better and really, you know, value those. And sure, there's areas that I might know more than her and I can, you know, share things with her, but she may have an outside perspective. There's also areas where she knows more than me and I can really learn from her. Okay. So you value her equally to yourself. So this new view of yourself and her, it is attractive to her. Okay. When you really start owning, yeah, you know, I have acted in this way. I have acted superior in a lot of ways. I'm sorry. I don't want to do that anymore. Someone that can really own that, that's attractive big time. Okay. And when you can start really valuing her equally to yourself, when you have that sense of self, it's not constantly trying to prove yourself to other people. Guys, it feels great. And it's very attractive to her. All right. So that's one. You got to stop that one up behaviors, substitute it for a true sense of self and seeing her as equal to yourself. Okay. The other thing that she needs space from is needy behaviors. Okay. So you know, once your wife starts creating some more distance, saying no to sex, telling you that she needs space, asking for a separation, men often go into these kind of needy behaviors. So they'll say things like, you know, I do so much for you. What do you do for me? Okay, I used to say that kind of thing to my wife a lot. Look at all the, you know, I, I do the dishes and I, I go to work and I pay the bills. You know, what do you do for me? Tell me some things you do for me. Okay. You know, can't you just have sex with me more or write me notes or cuddle up with me or speak my love language? You know, I'm speaking yours. Why can't you speak mine? All right. So all of this, it's still part of one up, right? It's saying, you know, I'm doing so much. So you kind of owe it to me, right? Like I'm, I'm doing more than you. You need to do more than me. So again, it's, it's still trapped in that same bad thinking, that same bad system. Like I'm up here, you're down here and 
you know, so now you owe it to me, right? It's what I call mosquito behaviors, right? You're, you're doing nice things for her, but it's because you expect something back from her. Okay. It's not attractive. All right. So, you know, that's more of if things are not quite at that separation or divorce phase, but it's just like things seem off. You're not having sex as often as you want, or it's just kind of forced and not really there. Okay. So if she's creating more, even more space, like a separation, okay, men, they're going to say things like, I can't make it without you. And I'll do anything to get you back. I'll change anything. You know, men will also say stuff like, I'll do anything to make you happy. Right. So these sound pretty good, but again, they're needy, right? They're not strong. They're based on needing her validation of you. Okay. That's the big thing. So one of the behaviors, it's kind of basing your worth on I'm better than my wife. Needy behaviors are, they're based in, I need my wife to tell me how great I am. Okay. So one's kind of more indirect. You know, if you're better than your wife, then you feel good because you're sort of above her, right? You kind of put her down. Um, you know, and then the other one is, you know, needing that validation, right? Her telling you how, how great you are directly. So more direct for her to tell you, oh, you're wonderful. More indirect to say, well, I'm better than you. So I'm wonderful. Got it. Okay. So she needs space from all of this. She, she needs space from the, the neediness, the whininess saying, Oh, I'll do anything for you. I just want to make you happy. Okay. She doesn't like that because it's, again, it's just needing her validation and it's not that attractive. Okay. In all these, you're using her to make yourself feel good either by putting her down or by telling her, Hey, tell me how great I am all the time. Okay. All women, they need space from that. They need space from neediness. They need space from one-up behaviors. So here's how you, you, you stop being needy, right? Again, the one-up behaviors, need behaviors, two sides of the same coin. You're showing her that either you need to feel superior to her, right? Or that you need her validation to feel good about yourself. Okay, they're both a problem. So the way you get around this, the way that you stop being so needy, is you realize that you have this great inherent value. And that value is equal to hers. It's not more than hers. It's not less than hers. At that point, you can start being kind to her and serving her and doing nice things for her without expecting anything back, just because you want to be that kind of husband, right? Because you actually care about her. You see her value. The other thing you could do is start setting up what you want in your marriage, right? It's not, I want to make you happy all the time. If you're not happy, then I guess I failed and I feel miserable. Or, you know, you know, you could start really taking care of yourself more. As you take care of her more, you take care of yourself more and get stuff that works for both of you. Okay. So this feeling it's, it's, it's confidence, right? It's knowing, Hey, like I'm okay with who I am. I like who you are. Let's find stuff that works for both of us. Both of us feels great. And it's very attractive to her. All right. So the third thing that she needs space from is pressure from you. Okay. If your wife is thinking about separating or divorcing you, she probably already feels kind of guilty and conflicted about this, especially if you've got kids. And high achieving men, a lot of times they will use this to their advantage. Okay. So they'll point out the potential financial loss to her. You know, look, if we get divorced, you know, it's going to have all these consequences financially for me and for you. Okay. You may not have as much as you thought you might in the past. 
you know, you won't be able to live the same lifestyle. So they'll point out how damaged the kids look, you know, we want to provide a good family for them. Not that these things are false, right? But it's just how you're using them, right? You're kind of using them to pressure her into staying together. Okay. And nobody likes that. Nobody likes to feel pressured. So, or they'll say things like, you know, I'm doing so much good. Why can't you see that? You know, other people can see that. Why can't you see it? Okay. Again, this is more that one up. I can't see my faults, right? I can only see the good in myself. Women get sick of that, right? And this is more of that same, you know, I'm doing so much good stuff. Can't you just, can't you just give us another chance? Can't we just do it? You know, it's still that one up thinking. The other thing that men will do, right, is they'll go into sort of victim mode. So if the the direct pressure, hey, like you're doing something wrong here, you know, creating the space going to damage our family. If that doesn't work, they'll go into this victim mode. Oh, I can't believe that you do this to me. You know, how could you do this? I've done so much for you. And this is the neediness again. Okay. So pressuring her, you know, trying to control her decision, trying to make her, you know, basically sell her on the idea that she should stay with you. She needs space from that hundred percent. So how do you take the pressure off? First of all, you need to see clearly how her wanting space from you is a good idea. You need to understand why she would say, Hey, I need space from you. I need space from the one up. I need space from the neediness. I need space from the pressure. Okay. You need to see why that's actually smart for her. Why is she right? to not want to have sex with you? Why is she right to want to separate from you? Why is she right to want to divorce you? You need to see that very clearly. Because again, if you can't see that, you're still stuck in one up because you're saying, oh yeah, that decision is stupid because I'm a good choice. That means you're still blind to your faults. You're still blind to you know, what's driving her away. You're not taking responsibility. All of that is not attractive. That's what's making her want space in the first place. Okay, So we can really clearly see, man, yeah, I did screw up. Yeah, I have not been a great choice. I can see why she would want space. Okay, now the pressure is off of her because you're not trying to disagree with her. I, I call it like a tug of war. If she's saying, you know, I want a divorce and you're saying, no, no, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't want a divorce. You should stay together. You know, you're pulling on those opposite sides. But if you just kind of drop the rope, you say, yeah, I could see that. I could see why you would want a divorce. What most guys think is that their wife will go running as fast as she can. But what actually happens is that she can then really make it the choice. Then she can really decide, okay, like, sure, he has bad things, but look, you know, he is acting different now. He's trying to understand where I'm coming from. And now she can make a good choice, okay, one way or the other. But if you're like, yes, 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 stay with me. And she's like, no, no, no. You're both just very stuck in that thinking, okay? So understand, why is she right to want to divorce you? Then you need to apologize for those things and work to correct them, okay? Correct that one-up that you see so often. Correct the neediness, the mosquito behaviors. Correct the pressure, okay? You pressuring her, it comes from you being needy and wanting to show her that she needs you, okay? Neediness, it's kind of the base of it. So instead of thinking about, you know, I need you, you need me, um, all that, what you want to think to yourself is this look, I need to work on the way that I relate to my wife. I need to get rid of this one of behavior. I need to get rid of this neediness. Okay. I need to feel my own value really clearly. So I'm not trying to get it from her all the time. Okay. Basically I need to learn how to become a really great choice for her. 
and owning that in some ways you're not. Because look, if you think that her decision to leave you is stupid, you're you're in that one-up mode. You're saying like, you're an idiot, right? You shouldn't want to leave me, which is exactly why she wants to leave you and why she's wanting space from you, you know, or, you know, and, and you're just not seeing yourself accurately, right? If you're like, oh, no woman would ever want to leave me. Okay. Sure. There's good things about you, but you're totally blind to the bad things about you. You're choosing not to see that. And that's not attractive. And it's going to drive women away. They want space from that. Okay. So you just have to say, look, I haven't been a great choice in some ways. I need to learn to become an outstanding choice. That's my focus. Be a great choice for her. Take care of her. You know, be someone that she would really enjoy being with. I need to really work on that. And then saying, look, I choose to be with her. This is who I want to be with, if that's true, right? And I hope she chooses to be with me, right? But if she doesn't, you know, I can see why. And I'll continue to work to be that great choice and a great example to my kids, no matter what she chooses one way or the other. So feel that difference, right? Like you have to stay, you have to stay versus, look, I choose you. I haven't been a great choice in a lot of ways. I'm going to work on that. I hope you choose me. I'm going to have to do some work until I'm a good choice. You know, if you choose to stay with me while I'm doing that, awesome. If you don't, I could see why you would choose that. Just feel how different that is, right? There's no pressure about that. And guess what? That's very attractive to her when you can really own it, that you need to work on becoming a better choice for her, right? Seeing your own negatives and working on them. All right. So in summary, guys, when she says she needs space, she mainly needs space from three things. So one-up thinking and behaviors, thinking you're better than her, trying to prove that you're above her. Needy thinking and behaviors, okay? Needing her validation all the time. Needing attention, appreciation, affection, throwing a fit when you don't get it, getting upset. Pressure from you for her to take you back, right? She needs space from that, from you trying to convince her. No, 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 we need to stay together, okay? No, you need to do the opposite, okay? You need to continue communication with her, right? Not do no contact. Keep it cordial. Keep it friendly. Be good business partners. Hey, we're picking up kids. Send her something funny now and then, that kind of thing. You also need to see those one-up and needy behaviors and apologize for them, okay? This is good a good thing to do no matter what's going on in your marriage. Even if your marriage is pretty good right now, right? Like to really see, man, you know, there are areas where I'm not being a great choice and a great example to my kids and I need to work on those. So like, this is the way I used to think. I used to think, like I'm, I'm a, I'm just such a great husband. Yeah, I'm not perfect, but I would really only say I'm not perfect because I thought I was supposed to say that. I really couldn't name like three things that I was doing that were a problem in my marriage. I thought I was doing everything great. My wife was stupid for not seeing that. Basically, like that is terrible, right? <laughs> just that thinking itself. It's so one up. It's so thinking superior. Um, you know, and then getting so needy for her attention and appreciation, right? All of that, you know, I see it clearly now and hopefully you're starting to see if you're doing some of these things too. Okay. So you see those things, you start apologizing for them. You start getting feedback about them. You start working on them. You understand how you're not a great choice and you start becoming a great choice in these areas. Someone who's strong in body, mind, heart, and spirit who can communicate really well, who has a strong sense of self. Okay. 
then you choose her, right? You say, I choose you. I'd like to be with you and understand that she's free to choose you or not. Yeah, you can choose me or not. I hope you do, right? I care about you. I hope you choose me back. But my intention has become a great choice. And I see that I have not been in a lot of ways. Okay, now she doesn't feel that pressure. All right. So guys, if you want coaching through this process and help through this process to see those parts of you that need work, right? And then to really work on them in a structured way that will help you build up these strengths and skills, build up your sense of self-worth, build up your communication, build up, you know, get rid of these bad habits, see the negative things, work on them. Okay. I'd love to help you through it. Visit MikeFraserMD.com to see how we can work together. Um, next week, we're going to be starting a, a program, a 30 day program that will help you do this. Okay. And I offer some one-on-one spots as well. So again, visit MikeFraserMD.com and you know, I'd love to, to work together with you on this. All right, men, stay strong. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.